masterpiece of modern horror, directed by Stanley Kubrick, starring Jack Nicholson and Shelley Duvall, rated R, opens Friday, June 13. Check newspapers for local listings. call it our first name forever there you go i like the long names <laughs> yes so nobody can ever search it up uh, what's that the little monsters movie podcast is that yeah. the late late horror show we are going to do the shining tonight we're going to talk and rant and review isn't it and funny that, that we took shit. this long to do it yeah we're not even funny. doing a i think this would have been a hard movie to it's do ain't even a review it's, it's it. uh, yeah it would have been a hard one we, no, but because a lot of space because we got a lot of stuff to talk about. I mean, right. this is so there's the, really no time for you guys. And you got you guys like a little bit more of the setup going on here. I do see Jennifer Delaney is in the chat. Welcome. What is up, Jennifer? Always there. Uh, she says, "Hey, Ted." Uh, hey. If you guys don't know, what you got cooking. If you guys don't know, you could. We're live on YouTube right now. We stream this. Goes up onto uh, iTunes afterwards. So uh, just do a search for. Uh, uh, the show on uh, iTunes. Check the link below. But anyways, um, yeah, we're doing The Shining, man. What you got? You got freaking Stephen King's books, Stanley Kubrick, all hail the man uh, salami, directing it, salami which, which we are going to talk a lot about. <laughs> favorite film. A lot of conspiracy stuff. Uh, a lot of this yeah. movie. Jack Nicholson, Shelley Duvall, which. I'll get into Shelley's acting and all her stuff in a minute. Let's not forget the, the, but the Danny, Scatman Crothers. Scatman Crothers. Hong Kong Fooey himself. Hong Kong Fooey. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Holy shit. Hong Kong Fooey. Hong Fui. Kong Fooey. Man, with, with, I forgot how that goes. Number one super Number one guy. superstar. Hong super Kong Fooey. Quicker than the human eye. That's right. <laughs> Ooh, we're a little too close now. They yeah. don't know who Hong Kong hey. Fooey is. Hey, there's two people watching. Woohoo! We've got people. a big audience. <laughs> the Shining's hitting big. Well, I had it scheduled for 9.30, but uh, oh, we went live. So early? Oh, it doesn't matter. But anyways. He um, told me to come over earlier. Man, it's all right. Uh, uh, just but, do what I'm told. Over. Over? Oh, we'll do that a little later because oh. of, yeah, that, that, that part in the movie. <laughs> over and out. Yeah. You know, I'm, I am not a big Shelley Duvall fan. Oh, she you. is, you know, Shelley so, Duvall. And we'll get to the movie in a second here. Um, well, yeah, she, ladies had a hard life. You know, she seemed just as flimsy as olive oil in this movie. I'm telling wasn't. you what, speaking of olive oil, that, that's the only role I could ever actually see her playing. Like, right? no one could replace Shelley Duvall. As, she played a bit part in, she played a bit part in Annie Hall, Woody Allen. Yeah, movie. yeah. Man. She was very disgusting <laughs> in that Aww, movie. With poor that. lady. No, no, I like she Shelley. She had a hard time on the set of The Shining. 
Oh, I she, bet. She was definitely well, between Stanley, them, between Jack Nicholson. Um, well, because if you don't know, and I'm sure all of you, I'm sure. Mr. Michael Myers fan, what is up? If you guys ever hear me on iTunes uh, or anywhere else you guys catch our podcast at, because uh, this is technically a podcast uh, too. Um, uh, we are live every Monday night around nine nine thirty. Whenever Ted if this was pops legit, in. we'd be wearing headphones. <laughs> we don't need to. Yes, because we got we got a yeti microphone. But anyways, um, uh, welcome to the chat, you guys. Glad you guys made it. Glad you guys got showed up. This was going to be a good one. Uh, interesting, but um, but you got to know Kubrick was is always notorious for multiple takes. Well, well the, one of the ending scenes. Let's talk mm-hmm. about that. Let's go to the ending. And we'll be bringing up a lot of things. We'll be talking about the, the, the bear costume. We'll be yeah. talking about... I think we're going to uh, assume they've already seen it. Yeah. Right. I, I'm not going to assume that they haven't. But um, okay. uh, a lot of stuff. The conspiracy stuff with Stanley Kubrick and how there's, there's a lot of mysterious stuff. I mean, people really dive deep into watching this film and dissecting it. Mm-hmm. That's you know, true. There's, there's two different... Pardon me? There's two different... Kubricks. Yes, there's there the Kubrick pre two thousand one. Oh right. And then there's the Kubrick, the director after. Hey Beth S, what is up? Hey, very different. Yeah, very. Di- I mean, sort of like starting with two thousand one, you had the artist who is hiding things in every film, trying to to unveil a truth. Yeah, but do it in an artistic way mm-hmm. which is how all great art is you, you, which we'll you talk know, about a deeper There's, meaning yeah. within it and it's Overall different for everybody yeah. and every single film has it and I can go through them all if you oh, like I know you can but, but no, we'll stick to The Shining we'll stick to The Shining but um, what, what a great psychological thriller uh, horror film whatever you want to call it I mean or the, confessional Confessional, right? Or confessional. Madman who goes insane, or ghosts, or, uh, haunted hotel, or I mean, this, how I this was the moon landing. Of, of, <laughs> exactly, or how I, you know, and other things. But uh, Stephen King right. uh, had his own experience in the Stanley Hotel and decided way back then to let's. Make us write, you know, write, write a story, story about this. It. So you know, he he ended up doing and that. Why, yeah. why, he, and he was so against Kubrick's version in the end. I mean, look at all the shitty movies that have been made based on his books. Oh, you know what? All right, did, Steve, did you ever watch The Running Man? I mean, <laughs> you know. Well, did you did you watch the remake in 1997? Yeah, I did. The uh, did you care and about the care I for? I don't remember shit one about it. Did you like the? Does anybody what, out there remember shit? One. Do you like the animal monsters who trees hedges that don't came to life and because don't that remember. was in the book and yes. you know because Stanley Kubrick did. Don't remember it. Stanley Kubrick changed a lot of things from the book to the movie. Made it better. To yeah, to to, to make it. Well, he wanted to put little Easter eggs and things in. He there wanted that, to make a supernatural story. Yeah. Um, mainly because even though. We, well, we look at it now. People love Barry Lyndon from 1975. Barry Lyndon. Oh, right, right, right. Yes, film, right. Barry Lyndon, the yes. three-hour historical epic. Um, but um, which also ties into Illuminati stuff too. But um, Danny made, Lloyd and Scatman did eighty-something takes over ice cream scene. Absolutely, that, that's exactly what I was trying to illustrate. That I mean, that was said by. Uh, 
Mr. Michael Myers fan, yeah. 99 in. The and what were you going to say? The axe uh, scene was 127 times. 127 times. Where they used a fake door at first. Yeah. <coughs> but Jack Nicholson was a volunteer fire fireman. Marshal. Yeah. So, so I mean, he, he knew how to smash through those doors like But nothing. even he said. So they after, finally had to use a real door. Right. But after 127 takes, he's like, I don't think I'm ever going to work with the Stan Kubrick guy again. I mean, it was just so much. Not I mean, that's have. a lot of take. Not and that's a record, have. I think, take-wise. Take I mean, unless you're, you know. Not many have. I mean, yeah, it's, you know, even in Eyes Wide Shut, scenes like Tom Cruise walking through a door or something 80 times, you know. Uh, the Stanley Hotel, <sighs> a.k.a. the Shining Hotel, yeah. exactly exists. In yeah, it or, does. Yeah. Uh, the Lin, Lindbergh Hotel. Hotel in Oregon, something like that. It's a real hotel, whatever. And yeah, I can't remember. Uh, uh, yeah, but that's the one in order that they used in, in in the in the film. Yeah, yeah, to view. And, and um, what, what did he do? In but he was he, looking to make a, a movie that would make some money. Even because okay. Barry Lyndon didn't do too well, so right. he was looking at something supernatural. He kind of wanted to approach that. But uh, see, Stanley Kubrick's an admitted atheist, so he himself has a hard time. Trembling colors in the film being concrete about whether these things are actually real or not. Right. Um, and that's because he has a problem with it. So how is he going to convey that in a film, believably? Mm-hmm. So that's why he purposely left it vague. So he knew he wanted to do something supernatural, but he wanted it grounded in some kind of a reality, something that he could... And, and when he started reading The Shining, that, that was like the one book he didn't you know, toss against the wall. He read that one and said, I can use something in this in this book. And of course, he... Yeah. His, co-screenwriter change things as they saw fit but you know you're, you're making a film which will sometimes have to be more cinematic yeah. and with Kubrick especially after 2001 or starting with 2001 yeah. there are no mistakes there are no continuity errors not when you're doing that many takes no you're talking about he's a man, doing exactly what he wanted to do and you're talking about a man who's an artist yes you're talking about a man who's got a 200 IQ Talking about a man who could play ten opponents of chess at the same time right. could have been a world champion chess player mm-hmm. and win, by the way, oh, and, and really? win all ten games. And win, <laughs> win all ten games. Um, He's grounded like coffee. When it, when it came, yeah, you know, and so when it came to being meticulous, I mean, the fil- the movie was already here. Well, you guys discussed discuss the deleted ending. Sure. Yes, yes, I know we about will. it. Yes, yes. Um, so this maybe this is opinion, just because I love Kubrick's films. Yeah, um, yeah. He didn't make mistakes. There are no continuity errors. Every single thing in those frames, even the shot of the helicopter shadow. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Do you like which when... you really only see like in the, in the fuller screen, where you don't see it as much when it's widescreen. But when the, when they're looking at the Overlook Hotel, you can see the whirl of yeah. the helicopter blades very faintly in the top of your. And do you do you like? So when, he doesn't make mistakes. It's do, there for a reason. Oh right, right. Do you like even when Jack is looking in the um, uh, the big gigantic maze, the model, and you could see the the sun mm-hmm. shining, showing the positioning of the yes. people. I mean, it's yeah, to every little detail. And, and that's why people, I think, dissect this film so much. Let me throw you out another aside, and it does relate to Shining. Okay. It's just a, another little tick of his personality. Okay. So, let's say, you know, you're going to put the... Dick? Adver- t- tick. Dick Halloran was a Scatman Pro. Yeah. Yes, he was. Oh. You put... So, when he would... You know how you have, like, advertisements in the newspaper? Oh, yes. I read them all the time. He would... Um, 
he would instruct the newspapers yeah. how large he wanted the pictures to be. Okay. And it had to be a certain size. Okay, so then he would That's get... That's what she said. He would get all the newspapers, yeah. look at them, and measure them to see if they were the same. And they were always a little bit smaller. And he finally called up these newspapers. Like, you know, I asked for it to be this size by this size, and it's not. Eric from the Death Witch. Yes. What's up, man? And they explained to him, you know, when they make the, you know, the moldings, whatever, that make it, yeah. it, it shrinks the image a little bit or something like that. And he was fine with it. Mm-hmm. It's just that, you know, he didn't know why it wasn't. Now he knows why it was like that. Um, hmm. But it was just the point that he would get all the newspapers and measure it to make sure. He would always send detailed instructions with the film on how to project it and, and, and things like that. So just, again, just... There's no mistakes. No. You know, he's very Stanley meticulous Kubrick, about yeah. he, he knows exactly what he's doing. Mm-hmm. He's and, and, and that's why we're... One of my eyes wide shut. That it has nothing to do with Stanley Kubrick's... What ideas in that movie, just Nicole Kidman. Mm-hmm. A, a, a second for, of silence, just to remember that image of the opening scene of her undressing. Boom, 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 boom. I remember the truth. Okay, anyways, yeah. There we go. Uh, oh. Baby did a bad, bad thing. <laughs> Maybe did a bad, and see, bad now, thing. Actually, he wouldn't have <coughs> been too happy with the... Because oh. he died before all the promotional stuff started. He was always, you know, he had a hand in that, too. That but, yeah, we're going to... You know, th- there's a lot of things we're going to... We're going to touch on a couple things here. Uh, uh, preferably the man in the, the bear suit. Okay. Yes. Uh, Jack Nicholson with his... <coughs> uh, I mean, there's a lot of incestuous things that are going on in this movie. So. Little Easter eggs that are plotted here and there that point to, like Jack Nicholson when he's um, sitting there uh, waiting for what's his name to come get him, and he's got he's reading a Playgirl magazine. Who doesn't? And but then when you you know you can't and see it in the film. No, you, it's just a split second. You would never know. But if you what actually happened. see the cover of that Playgirl magazine, or yeah, you, like you were saying, there's a whole article in there about incest. Yes, and and why then, do parents have sex with their children? And, and you go back to. Uh, the uh, scene of the the big bear that as Shelley uh, or Wendy is going up with the knife and looks down the corridor into Probably the bedroom and the one bear of the man top eerious scenes in that film is giving the other guy fellatio, which tends to uh, you know if you dig real deep, well, it's okay you can to say, be on the receiving. Yeah. You, you can say that it's it's portraying Danny, kind of a younger kid there. Uh, which, because if you go scene earlier in the movie when he's Can brushing his teeth that, down the corridor, go ahead, tell, tell me. That that's probably about? Go ahead. Do you know a code name or a code image for pedophilia? Especially the Hollywood ring of pedophilia is a teddy bear. Oh, no, I know. Yeah, that's and why I'm bringing it up. A particularly, and that's and, and something that they will call each other. Like, say someone is sort of like me, you know, big or hairy or whatever, they'd say <laughs> you're a hairy teddy bear. And yeah, I'm trying. I'm trying to watch the chat, you guys, and all that. Uh, it's so, a little dim. I needed to brighten the screen up a bit, but yeah, that's that's. I think, no, no, I that's think that's a little bit of what he's. I think that's a little bit of what he meant. No, exactly, that, because that's where it starts. Right, right. And um, no, there's yeah, there's this, a lot. This is of, more than an hour's worth of talking here. No, no, I know, I know. <laughs> well, hey, go with whatever pops in your head. Um, but I mean, the I mean, cool the movie, movie shining because you can look at it so many different ways. But it the could cool be just thing is, a straight out horror movie. Right. Maybe it's a manifestation of a father's, you know, alcoholism and, you know, disdain for his. But family Stanley Kubrick threw all, itself. Right. Stanley Kubrick threw all these little things in there, though. 
knowing that years down the road, people will still be dissecting these things because that's always what's happened with his films. Right, like, exactly. You know, all his films were like reviewed poorly at first, even Eyes Wide Shut. And then right. later on, you have people revisit it and say, you know, Barry Lyndon was always considered like the worst one out of all of them. And now, you know, it's on Scorsese's list of some of the. It's, he says it's his favorite. Joey Cage! Film. You take off his shirt, Joey Cage? You know? Joey it's time. <laughs> Joey Cage is in the chat. Get naked. What's going on? Uh, Joey, 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 can we have uh, some more music? Uh, that's right, man. Mo uh, music. Says Eric the Death Twitch. Uh, let me see. I'm trying to look at this with my without my glasses. That is weird. Uh, sorry I'm late. Uh, everybody's good. Awesome. Glad you guys are here. Yeah. Um, this movie, okay, tell me if I'm wrong. This is another movie. They did try the remake, and I believe there's talks of them remaking the movie again, don't, aren't they? I, I believe. You could do as many adaptations as, as you no, want. No, no, that's fine. I mean, well, I but, mean, but this is where I was getting to. I think this one. Why not? I mean, no one's got any original ideas This out there. one's another movie where if it got changed in any way, I mean, it stands alone as one of the greatest, most iconic horror, psychological thriller films of all time. Right. I mean, you've got, think of all the scenes in this. The elevator with the blood splashing down, going through the corridor. Uh, you Jack's know, face through the Jack's door. Jack's face through Johnny, the door. I mean, the twin. Well, they're the not twi- really twins, yeah. but well, well in two, real life they were twins. But the in two the movie, girls that not. died. Yes. Uh, the, the, I mean, the, the Grady girls. Danny with his little, you know, trike. Yeah, riding down the hall. I even have a shiny uh, hoodie jacket. It's got the little girls on the front. Yeah. On the back, it's got the the image of them all bloodied up. I can't. And, really and wear one it in front of, the, of my kids. And another really cool iconic piece of this movie is the carpet has become such an. Yeah, you show, you show that carpet. People know what With, movie that's oh, from. Oh, hell yeah, you know? man. Which which lends a little bit of... We can talk about the, the fake moon landings, his points in this movie, too, with that. Because well, the carpet comes into play in that, too. I guess... But, but, the, the, but the thing I was... Several people have different ways of, look, of trying to say what he was trying to say. Some people say it's about the Holocaust. I know Kubrick was interested in the Holocaust, but I don't see a lot of that. Well, people in there. say Nazism, you know, is right. in there. There's um, a few things in there that maybe you could tie into it, but I don't see a, a lot. Some people say it's about the slaughter of the American Indian, right? And yeah, there's a lot of Indian motifs throughout the movie, but I don't think that's what he was trying to talk about. I don't about think in so either. either. I don't think so. When Jay Widener, if you look up this guy named Jay Widener, he's got his own websites. He he did a documentary called Kubrick's Odyssey, and that's where you can. St- I think even what he says sometimes is a stretch, mm-hmm. you know, because that same guy will say that no one was in the buildings on 9-11 and, and the trades. Okay, it's like you're, you're taking it a little too far right there. But um, exactly some of the things it. he brings up about the faked footage of the moon landing, yeah, I, I can buy, but nothing has 100% pointed that it was Kubrick who did it, mm-hmm. you know. Um, I think maybe some people have intimated that New Stanley intimated to Jay Widener that he may have done it, but I don't think he ever really came right out and did it. But I mean, there are some suspicious things, such as well, you know, after two thousand one, he kind of caged himself off in Clockwork Orange. He kind of kept himself in England, kept himself very secluded. Did not do really like interviews and things like that. Didn't leave his house very much. Right. You know, he would go to the little town outside of where he lived. Out in England. Well, he had he had threats made to him. I mean, you know, and when and he, when he does was that because yeah. he was afraid? Of, you know, if if the clues in tooth in in, in in the Shining are indicate indicative of here's what happened in the moon landing, mm-hmm. then 
I think the scene where Dick Halloran gets killed is trying to say that, you know, I told somebody and they paid a price for it and maybe that's why he just shut himself up in England. Right. You know, yeah. and, and you know, I'm not telling anybody anything anymore. You know, I, I, th I think, you know, and then slowly throughout his films after, you know, he'd put a little bit out. You know, Clockwork Orange is the mind control bit. I mean, look at all the astronauts. Did something from, just fly by you? I didn't see anything. The astronauts from saw, the original moon landing. I think I saw something. Every time they were asked, you know, what was it like to be on the moon? They don't remember. Just, they would... Oh, get ill. no, there's very... They would get yeah. ill, and, and just like Alex would do in Clockwork Orange. And then people would come back, though, and say that there's a reason by, behind that, too, because they found something up there that they're not supposed to talk about. But, Maybe. But, and then again, they, you know, yeah, we can get so many reasons. People say the film, as it came through the the, uh, the radiation belt there mm -hmm. around the Earth and, and between the Earth yeah, and the Yeah, the Van Allen belt, yes, sure. Would, would have actually ruined the film. Probably. They took videotape as, up there. I know. So, so they say even no though... No magnetism, they, no radiation up there. They say even though they went to the moon... And they took crappy film. Okay, so let's turn it into a paranormal show. Anyways... It, it, it will start well you know Jay, there was an episode of Midnight in Desert with Art Bell yeah. where Jay Widener and Stanton Friedman who I know you know yes. were on there and Jay kind of convinced Stanton Friedman you know yeah. like he kind of convinced him in the end you probably listened to that show but um, I guess you could say that the, the clues the main clues <laughs> Ted is deep state you're going deep today man I'm going deep dude uh, going deep the main clues that are interesting in, in The Shining that may point to that yeah. Um, there is the um, well. The, I'll just say there's the two thirty seven. Well, room, yeah, the room, the room two thirty seven. That's the one everybody knows because in the book it was two seventeen. And why did he change it to two thirty seven? Well, what was the point? They, the, the whole, they said the hotel didn't want it to be two um, seventeen because they, people it's wouldn't know. I know, I know, but they, they it's said, the most popular suite that people ask for. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> but they said because of um, people wouldn't want to sleep right. there. But Stanley Kubrick, for his point here, is uh, you know the, the, there's references to the two thirty seven. Like it's supposedly back then, you know, they thought it was two hundred thirty seven thousand miles from the right. Earth itself. So I mean, th there were numbers, and and in that scene, Dan is wearing Apollo Apollo eleven sweatshirt, sweatshirt. Yes. and he is sitting in, on the carpet. In the carpet, and if when Jay yeah. Weiner does show the image, looking down of the Apollo eleven launch, right, it is reminiscent, similar. not exactly, similar. but it's it's similar, close enough. He can't um, get it. The exact shape. Right. It's going to give everything away. Now, the, the guy's got... to be undercovers. The guy's know? got, you know, you an hour and a half long documentary what? about it. And oh. there is the Room 237 right. documentary, which you could watch. Yes. It's full. It's all scattered, full of ideas. Which is covered on the front cover of that yeah. thing with the carpet. So yeah, and you yeah. can watch that free on... Uh, or no, not free. Uh, but you can watch it on Hulu or... I think it's on Hulu. Eris so. uh, the Death Twitch says, They apparently had a remote control camera... On the moon to film them taking off in a uh, panning up as they look. Well, yeah. Off. How are they getting that footage oh, oh, of the confirmed of the yeah. of the lander taking off? Well, they say exactly. I know. But they were saying that it was front projection, and if you follow Jay Widener's line of thinking, you can see, and he compares it to two thousand one because that was what Kubrick used to make um, several scenes in in two thousand one. 
the the moon areas, the the dawn of man scenes. It is a front projection. It's a it's a, right. it's a screen, and and you you projecting the images on it. And well, this was Stanley Kubrick's first film too to have the rolling credits. Mm-hmm. Every, oh, yes, everything yeah. else was title carded. Yep. So you know. It doesn't really. It's not conspiracy and related, even, but you know. I think it was in that room two thirty seven. If anyone's watched it, ooh, that what happened? It's some people even tried to. They watched the film forward, but then superimposed the film backwards on right. it. So you were watching it forwards and backwards at the same time. And there are some interesting parallels where things line up really interestingly. And uh, think about if you're saying that's like actually Shana what. People say you should do with the last two episodes of the new season of Twin Peaks that was just on. Really? That if you kind of play them, well, hmm. they didn't say play them on top of each other, superimposed, but if you play Ooh. them at the same time, yeah, that there's interesting parallels, yeah. you know, that. And well, I, think about Stanley Kubrick. I, I if he was given this much money and he wants to expose what he wants to expose, he's going to hide mm-hmm. things in these movies that he makes and stuff like that. Well, he but, became the artist, you know. and, and he he bored easily. Uh, got bored of chess. Got bored of. He was. He had. He was waterboarded. The, no. He, he as as people with high IQs typically do. They get bored. You know, like like Sherlock Holmes would get bored, and that's why he would snort coke in the books. <laughs> you know, because he didn't have a case yes, to work on. Exactly. You know, they never show that in any of the movies. But yeah, he would do lines. The mummy and the monkey is here. What is up, man? Welcome. I don't know if that's Janet Decay or if that's James Harmon. Whoever it is, welcome. Whoever it is, welcome, man. Uh, They are part of my Horror Town iTunes channel. That's right. They're local with us. Yeah, local here with us. They're in our town. They're doing a little thrifting stuff and resellers right now, but they they got their shows on local uh, public access TV channels and stuff. Check out the mummy and the monkey uh, Facebook page. They're like Wayne's World. But, um... Yeah, uh, what was I going to say? The, the one thing about this movie, but welcome anyways, that's awesome, awesome that you're in here. Um, well, I was just saying that he got bored. You know, he did the man, I, typical so Hollywood-type movies. I want to say here. He did the, the noir films. He did the Hollywood epic. You know, right, started, but the And Shining. that got boring after a while. Yes. And if I, you know, in his mind, you know, if I can't do something significant and and make something that's on a higher plane of, of you know, oh, right. no, cinema, no, no, no. Yeah. then there's no point doing it anymore. Yeah. And from 2001 on, there's always, you know, there's fair <laughs> gaps in between Tri- pictures. Triv is a moon man, too. Triv? How do you guys know Triv? Mr. Michael Myers, 99, how do you know that person? Um, the yummy mummy in the hizzy. Uh, monkey man fell asleep. Oh no! Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so that's Janet Decay. Go check her out. She's so a mummy. But kind of the nutshell yeah. of the whole. I don't you know, know, you know that what I one hundred percent believe it, but there are certain things that point at it. And last week's show, I could Ted couldn't get a word in edgewise. No, no, I'm not getting a word in edgewise. What movie did we even talk about last week? I don't even remember. <laughs> Talked about it. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Hell with that. Um, you know, now we're talking about a real movie, yeah. and um, but and things about you know what he did with his life, yeah. you know how he shut himself off, mm-hmm. and you know, it, it does. And you got to wonder, how did he make the movies that he made? What studio is going to bankroll Clockwork Orange? Drum Dums is in after the house. you read after you read that script. Lee, what is up, buddy? Who's uh, going to bankroll that? Anyways, um, we, you know a movie like Clockwork Orange. Uh, Exactly. I, one of my well, favorite movies, man, of all time. Barry Lyndon. 
a long, yes. what most people consider very slow and boring historical epic. Yes. I mean, even to the point where he got special lenses from NASA that cost $3 million each. Mm-hmm. The lenses, just the film scenes by candlelight. No artificial lighting at all. Strictly Stanley Kubrick, man. I mean, but, hey, so he had to have been given carte blanche for some reason. You know, did he do this? Well, didn't he sell his soul, it was, so to speak? It was part and of then, his contract, though. He he, he well, was allowed what, so What much... director gets a contract like that, yeah. where you get everything? You do, you turn in the movie. Something a little bit deeper movie. involved there. Well, think? that's what I'm yeah. wondering. You know, did they say, hey, you, you hey. film this footage for us? Hey, you know, speaking the government. And God, I you love can all make... those figures. Says Drum Dumb, <laughs> super jealous. You can make this whatever is only a small portion want. of them. Uh, oh God, yeah, there's shit over here. Shit yeah, over I, here. I'm trying to get this studio framed up perfect, and because we've moved, just it's like, very distracting. Just like uh, Drum Dumbs did, uh, he moved too. Let's see, everybody I think in the horror community here on YouTube actually has moved. I haven't. Within the year or recently, well, you're, yeah, Ted is, but but me, uh, Drum Dumb just did a move. Eric did a move from death, the Death Twitch not long ago. Um, boy, there was a few others too. But anyways, um, yeah, uh, you know, the thing I love about this too, and there's another thing he so did. That, in this, that's just my point uh, there. You know, cool. Another thing he did in this movie to uh, throw people off, you know, psychologically here was mm-hmm. uh, like like you were saying, what was the chair scene? Yeah. Like he would misplace things. Change things in the background. One scene there, scene, there cut away, then another scene, it's, you know, the chair scene. And just to throw you off. Well, it was the, because... kind of the scene that we were riffing on at the beginning when when uh, Wendy walks in on Jack like typing. Sandwiches. Yeah, yeah and, and, you know, he, he gets, he, that's, that's kind of the point in the movie where he really starts losing it and getting really, you know, you know, if you hear me typing, if you don't hear me typing. And if you look behind him, there's a chair in one scene that cuts to Wendy, cuts back to Jack. The um, the chair is not there. Yeah. The typewriter changes color right. in the film. <laughs> All right, all these things you don't see. And even you know, the, these even are done the, intentionally. Even the layout of the actual hotel totally wouldn't Very even confusing. work. Uh, well, the, the office mean, when you see them walking there, around, right. they never get to the same place the same way twice. No, and no. it's very disorienting. It would never if you lay a map out, and people have done this. Yeah, it would never go. Even room sizes would never fit. Right. The way they looked into the room, you know, itself. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Uh, even the uh, manager's office there, when you, you know, he yeah, first comes in, I heard there's a window that. above there. It would never be there, you know. It's a, so I mean, I don't know how people really figured that. Well, out. you know, but, well because the foliage coming up there. But then again, you could but say, is there, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I, the I way hear. you see the characters walking, but the, the psychological feel they end up of is disorienting because yeah. it's it doesn't. You're always off. Because you can't tell where they're. You're going. always off, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. Well, let me see. What's Eric from the Death Twitch? Hey? Uh, well, here I got to tell you. You said to point anything out. Yup. Um, oh man. Uh, who's saying who's something bad? Raiders. About this movie? A case says Kubrick is a hack. <laughs> okay, then who's a better director? Raiders. Who's who's a better Who, who's the master of cinema? <laughs> there Please, say Please, Please say Zack Snyder. Please say Zack Snyder. Anyways, uh, Eric from the Twitch says the CIA and who knows who else has been a part of Hollywood for uh, a sure. while now. Of course, they realize the propaganda. Power, they realize the power of film. I ask people in all seriousness, what would you do if the stories, movies stopped? Good point, buddy. Mm-hmm. Um, really. And uh, Joey Cage, uh, yes, they are Eric's. 
There's a book that talks about that on JFK College. Okay, so they're doing it. Ted, do you drink? Joey Cage is asking. Um, <laughs> do you drink? Yes, Be, not as much as I used to, but you know, yes. Ted, Ted pretty much. Where's that picture of me with the big thing of margaritas and the sombrero <laughs> yeah. all liquored up? We're doing this film because Ted actually went down a real deep hole. Did I? About five years ago. Oh, wow, it was awful. Remember, remember the no, uh, I don't remember anything. The, the Holiday Inn got closed down for a week, oh, and they yeah. asked you to take care of it with your family. Yeah, and um, it didn't turn out good for the family. Ted was running all of that's why no. I got this new family. Right. Well, I mean, yeah, I was I running a muck, howling at the moon. Shouldn't have I mean, given out too much information, but it was a mess. Yeah, I at all the Snickers bars and the vending machines. But anyways, the, the, the one of the characters laying in wrappers, Jack Nicholson. Rubbing it all over my wolf nipple uh, chips. Yeah, you did. And then you, you froze it with that wart remover. Yeah. And, uh, you know, Teddy has no nipples. I know. I have no nipples. <laughs> How wart, do wart freeze. Wart freeze your nipple. But anyways. Oh, they weren't serving any purpose anyway. Jack Nichols. <laughs> Nobody playing with him? Okay, sorry guys, we're getting off topic here. Uh, anyway, so Hank, myself. Uh, what's going on? Uh, the Ink Warrior, John Carpenter, and Stanley Kubrick are my favorite directors. There you go. There but you what go. was I going to say? Um, the the lead actor Jack Nicholson, okay, yeah. played the part. Stan, but uh, there were other yes, people who actually uh, tried out for that role and could. Harrison Ford, Robin Williams. Yeah. You know, I mean, Robin Williams is a very deep guy, and I mean, does the suicide and all that other stuff. So he could have, he might have been able to bring. I don't out, think at that but, time. No, you know, later in his career, he did some dark roles. It's funny that, that he was trying, right? Yeah, and yeah, some good movies. But, I, uh, offhand, I can't remember exactly what like they Insomnia, were. Yeah, Insomnia photo, was one of them. You know, stuff like yeah. that. He could play a dark character. Um, he could play Darth Vader. A dark character. Oh, good. sorry. That's, <laughs> <laughs> But Jack was who he wanted from the get-go. Um, King certainly didn't like Jack because Somebody he asked looks earlier, crazy he, from the get-go. Yeah, it, It's not much of a stretch of the imagination oh, figure he's going to go off. That scene when he just walks, it just pans right towards him. You know, the most... Like when he's that, just standing there yeah, staring. That, just, just so... And that turtleneck sweater. How, yeah, how does that just get you, man? Uh, throwbacks to my father. Yeah, yeah, I remember, uh, remember the man. <laughs> but but somebody asked in the chat, uh, what are what do you think uh, Stephen King hated most about the um, this portrayal of the film by Stanley Kubrick? I think the the film dealt more. I think he it was more a personal novel because of his own alcoholism. Yeah, and I think a lot of that was overlooked in, in Kubrick's version. So yeah, I think he started tampering the, the with the disintegration of the family. Um, yeah. As a, as a unit, I think he didn't yeah, care right. for that as much either. Um, but I yet, think he but softened again, Stephen, on it a little bit. Stephen King was going through on. that, though, right? In his own life right, and at that's the time. And I so think I think maybe maybe he took it a little bit more to heart because maybe to him The Shining was a little bit more of a personal story right. from that aspect. And it's like, you know, you're taking my baby and you're changing things. But I think he's softened on it a little bit as time has gone on. Well, that happens but like I said, they made so many though, right? shit adaptations right? of your books... Look what they did to your Dark Tower series, and you're going to complain about Kubrick. All right? I think I would be out there complaining about a few other movies first. <laughs> and then, you know, no, then I, we'll get to the show. I hear you. Yeah, no. But, 
So, so, so what, what are your thoughts on there being a new uh, Shining remake uh, or, or reinterpretation? I think, I, I think I'm on record as if it's based on a book, much like the current It. Why not make it? You know, yeah. then make as many versions as you want. You e- know? Even, even though the, there's Because all ten... the other versions are there for you to enjoy. Exactly. That's, that's um, my point, too. I, my, uh, I mean, chances are 10% chance that it mm-hmm. might be good. But ninety percent chance that it's probably going to suck. Well, I mean, if they in this do day a, and age with a film but version, yeah, straight. Yeah. I mean, I just straight out of Hollywood, straight out of Hollywood. I, I wouldn't want to be the director to have to remake a Kubrick film, um, even if they stayed more loyal to the book instead. Oh my! Because uh, it's always going to be compared. Because everyone's forgot the miniseries. Yeah, everyone's just going to forget. Everyone's just going to compare it to you know Kubrick's version and. Oh well, no. I, I, I mean, who's going to remake two thousand one? Who's, who's going to do that? that? That's well, they may do that. Who knows? I mean, I don't know. But, I think it'd be a dark. But hey, uh, Lots Life Raider, uh, troll much? Yeah, really. <laughs> yeah, Ra- Raider says J.J. Abrams is a far better filmmaker. <laughs> okay, we'll leave it at that, Raiders. Yeah. Uh, you know, t- we don't want no. Yeah, that's you can you know, suck a bit. Whatever. Yeah. Even though I like. I like J.J. Abrams' stuff. What has he done? I'm not going to say he's anywhere. This is J.J. Abrams. He crowd pleasers. And this, exactly, but they're, like I love Force Star Awakens. Trek. It was just a I crowd know, pleaser. I'll start Trek Stanley Kubrick's up here. Let me just say that was much. Star Wars without any, it was just Star Trek without any brains. The Mummy and the Monkey says, love Jack Nicholson. You better believe yeah, it, better Jack believe Nicholson. It. The 70s, that That's man was unstoppable. Chinatown, even though it was directed by... Wait, what are you talking about? Over. Just Nicholson, man. Oh, over. Yeah. <laughs> Looks like the snow's coming in pretty early here there, uh, over. Over. Yeah, can you get off the horn? Over. It's for emergencies only. Over. Over. Uh, well, when he took the uh, things, the little fuse things or whatever the they transistors were. Transistors or something. Transistors out of the, the yeah. box there. Uh, you think at that point he knew... Uh, I mean, he didn't like number them or nothing. Like, he was going to get them all messed no, up, no. so he was never going to get that to work. You know what we got to talk about next, though. We got oh, to talk about Lloyd in the bar. We got to talk about Delbert oh. Grady. Yes, let's get into talking about that. The the one Skate Man Crawlers to The Shining. Actually, I mean, most people know in yeah, the we haven't even really community. talked about the whole <laughs> <thing>. <laughs> the paranormal community. Pretty much know about The Shining. It's a gift. Okay. To see right. see spirit, it, it, Danny he saw spirits. You could you know they were reaching echoes out into in his, of the past. echoes of the past and the future. You could see could he was shown. Danny was now, most you, certainly shown when uh, and I don't know where I'd never noticed it watching it. It was pointed out to me, uh, like when he's in the bathroom talking to Tony, and you see all the little cartoon characters on his door. Right yes, there? yes. There's, there's Dopey from Dopey, Snow yes. White and Seven Dwarfs. And then you know you got that on your back of your car, bumper sticker. Then he's given that vision of what's going to happen, and he passes out, and the doctor comes. Right. When the doctor's in the room and Wendy's in the room, if you look at the door, Dopey's not there anymore. Okay. Now that's done on purpose, is it? Because Danny's wise now and knows what's going to happen, and I guess he's not a dope or. I think it might have been in that room two through seven that 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 was. He's no longer Dopey. I saw that ages ago when it came out. Maybe. I mean, but okay, it's let's just talk little about, things like that. It's there for a reason. Talk about the caretaker, then. Let's, let's go ahead and talk about it. I the, loved the, the part. that was. I can't remember the actor's name. God, it's on the tip of my tongue. But he was, I love, he was I love it at the Alex's beginning. dad in Clockwork Orange. Yes, he was and, in and Clockwork Orange. He's been in other films, right. too. But, um, yes, the out, in, out, in, out. In, out, in, out. Ted's um, favorite part, over. 
No. Red Rover, Red Rover. Let Ray, Let go, Ray on. go on over. Um, the burbs. Yeah, so, I mean, that you know, there's the evening Jack walks into the gold room, and all well, of a sudden it's a real bar. Of course, at the beginning of the movie, uh, the, the owner, I believe, or the manager, whoever is, I don't know his name again, but, um, you know, tells uh, Jack that, by the way, in 1970, well, yes, there was another caretaker who nuts. went nuts and couldn't take it. By the way, had enough of his nagging wife and kids. Yes, and, and, he, and he but I, I think the manager actually went out and sought these husbands <laughs> that are crazy, who are crazy, <laughs> and and wanted were on the verge because he'd, he'd track them like Scientologists do, and. Um, <laughs> Thus, Stanley Kubrick, and there's a whole inner immersing there of that kind of stuff going so he tells on. Him that Should I throw that? But anyways, go yeah. Um, and he tells him that story about. He doesn't mention the name. No. But um, there is a little shout out to the book there because when he does bump it, when Grady does bump into him with the with the drinks, he even says to him, "You know, I recognize you. I saw you in the newspaper." You know, and, yeah. And then in the book, that's kind of what happens. He finds a scrapbook. And I think there's a part in the movie where, yeah, they show the scrapbook. He finds a scrapbook about the history of the hotel and everything. That's what he's going to start writing the book about. Beth S., I was going to say that, Beth. Uh, y- yes. Uh, didn't uh, he get the uh, inspiration for The Shining from uh, Instant Karma from John Lennon? The song. I don't know. Yes, he did. Uh, uh-huh. Yes, so there you go. That's, cool. Uh, Thank you. Excellent. Uh, Instant Karma. Uh, because he talks about... Uh, the shine he goes and we all shine on I guess <laughs> listen to the rest of the song I'm not going to sing the whole I song so. but, why not but, uh, I could sing you the know song, every time he's you know? talking when, and when hey, Joel, uh, Jack is talking to the hotel to the song, talking Joel? to a ghost or whatever there's Ringo, always a mirror get yourself back there on the drums yeah, you know I I'm trying to get myself to shine on They're you the know wrong lads. then let's shine on Ted get a bit of shining going on <laughs> okay, anyways. Um, Every time he's talking to the hotel or a ghost, wherever, there's a mirror. When he's talking to Lloyd, there's yeah. a mirror. When he's talking to Delbert, he's in the John. Oh my god, a there's a delay. Yeah, I know. I'm looking at us like. Yeah, I haven't looked at that three minutes ago. Three minutes ago. <laughs> yeah, there is a delay. Um, I wonder every time uh, I watch The Shining if Jack was a ghost that came back as a writer. Madman to be a caretaker of the hotel to die all over again. Uh, Jennifer Delaney says. Uh, I believe Kubrick even said at one point about reincarnated, a reincarnated spirit. Um, but that's such an eerie scene in the bathroom when when he says, Grady. You know, didn't you yeah. used to be the caretaker? He's like, no, I beg to differ with you. Mm-hmm. you know, but you're the caretaker. You've always been you're the caretaker. And he's like, and I should know because I've always been here. Love Hopefully you guys heard that. He whispered so low. I've always over. I just I love it. It's so creepy. It just gives me a chill every time I watch that part. And then it kind of ties into the end. You know that picture there. You know when 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 Jack goes mad and and, you know he just he just he's all you know gone. Yeah. And he's just allowed himself to melt into the history of the hotel. Yeah. His spirit lives in there forever as well. You know, he will not That's be, awesome. If I someone else were scene. to have a, yeah. you know, if someone else with The Shining were to walk in there, he would be one of those echoes now that they would see. And, you know, hence he's in that picture. 
at the end there. You know, he's just maybe he wasn't in that picture before he died. Yeah. You know, but he's in there now. You know, he, he's oh, somewhere yeah. in no, the No, I love that. I love the hotel. You know me, I love the old style 19 mm-hmm. Hundreds to nineteen thirties, whatever. Yeah, it's so it's showing him in there with the crowd of people from like around nineteen seventeen. Yeah, it's a nineteen seventeen yeah, in there. Yeah. Uh, the what was the name of the room? The Rose, whatever. I don't it's, remember. It's, I know it's Fourth of July Overlook Hotel. I yeah, don't yeah, room. yeah. But it, I uh, presume it was the Gold Room because that's the room that they were in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, <clears throat> and Shelley Duvall, her her role in this movie. I mean, it just. It's kind of just a whimpering sycophant. Whereas in the book, she was a lot of, a, she was a much a bad, more stronger character. Was, I mean, I, I was trying to think as I was rewatching it again. Sympathetic. No, and just very not good. Well, at, not what, good acting though. Well, I mean, well, she acted the way that Cooper wanted her to act. You and, think? Absolutely. I mean, I guess I can't. And he constantly see changed lines. Yeah. Changed, there was always new pages. I mean, I, I was, you know. It's notoriously known that you know, like Jack, they you know they'd be giving him new pages of dialogue. He'd just throw them away. He's like, this shit's going to change before the end of the day anyway. And they would have these long days. I mean, these you know, sixteen-hour days, seventeen-hour. I mean, shooting uh, all that. Eric from the Death Twitch says something. Eric's into a lot of the same paranormal stuff too, and and conspiracy theory stuff yeah. and all that too. Let's he's, hear it, man. he's like, uh, Jack is doing the old Baphomet pose. In the New Year's photo, freaking oh, with Satanism the, with the one hand, with the one hand. Well, that is something Satanic. that. Uh, and they took. What did they take out of the movie that they? Not uh, of this film, but in Eyes Wide Shut, there was uh, people who knew Stanley said that there was a scene where Tom Cruise walked into a room with a huge pentagram. You know, when that part went during the orgy, he's walking through the yes, house, yeah. and that was made. Warner Brothers. <laughs> they took, said no. They that is the only Kubrick film that was tampered with. Yeah, you know, I, it was going a little too deep. I think I think he was taken out. I certainly I don't think he he had just had. You a, think Stanley Kubrick was taken out after the, the Warner Brothers executive screened that film? Yeah. Yeah. He he, he died six hundred and sixty six days before January first, two thousand one. The movie he's most famous for. Um, he had had a pretty well, you know, very interesting. His, his wife said he had a clean bill of health at the doctor's shortly before this. I mean, he was only seventy something. I mean, right or seventy. I mean, it's not a far stretch of the imagination to know he could have died of heart failure or whatever. But yeah, we I know mean, everybody's agreeing. I mean, Cuba cut her lines. Uh, yeah. She was definitely different than she was in the book and on the. And he was, yeah, he's a hard I mean, director. Any actor that's worked with him yeah. has said he's hard. You know, he's wait, wait calm he's down. He's a hard director. He's hard. He's hard on the actors. Okay. Woo. There was when during Full Metal Jacket, Stephen Baldwin, not Stephen Baldwin. Yeah, Stephen Baldwin. Stephen Baldwin's in that film. Yeah, with Animal, Baldwin's brother. One, he's one of the Baldwins. Yeah, Animal Mother. He, he was, uh, <laughs> they, they were making him do a, a scene over and over again, and he just muttered, "You know, what does he want?" And Kubrick heard him say it. Yeah. And he just looked out from behind the camera and said, "Better acting." Oh God! <laughs> you know? That's awesome. Yeah, because it's all here. Yeah, he knows no, what know. he wants, and you're going to keep doing it until I've got it. Yeah, it's got to be um, right in his head. And it, sometimes yeah. it's just a little tick, you know. It's just, I mean, he would let you do what you want, but you're going to keep doing it till okay. That's what I want, right. you know. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, I love all the behind-the-scenes stuff. Yeah, like I think footage. she had like a little mini yeah. breakdown while making that film because it took a year. Well, and they said, I mean, the, even like the here's Johnny scene, you know, mm-hmm. breaking on the door with the axe. They said that was just some very, you know, getting in the character and stuff was just very, very hard on the yeah. actors themselves. Jack, Jack Nicholson just, ad-libbed that, but because Kubrick was right, kind of isolated yeah. in England, he didn't even know that was like a thing. <laughs> on late night TV here in the States. So he let it in. Who's Johnny Carson? You know. <laughs> Who's that man? What are you talking about? That you s- Eyes Wide Shut yeah. was over a 400-day shoot. Oh, right, it holds yeah, the record no, for yes. the longest filming. Yeah. Oh, well, he wants you know, to get things down days, correctly, man, and, and do mm-hmm. it right. He, he definitely wants his product out there, especially when he wants to get a message out. And I would tell anybody... To do a little bit of research mm-hmm. on this, like just just do a search on like conspiracy conspiracy theories, The Shining, and see what pops up. Yeah. You, you guys will be surprised. Look, at, look man. at Kubrick's Odyssey. There's a couple parts. It's, it's those are films by Jay Widener. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying I believe every single thing that comes out of Jay Widener's mouth, but he makes some cool points. And then if you know a little bit about Kubrick, it it's a tempting thought to take it there. So, uh, Mr. Michael Myers 99 says, are you guys going to watch the movie? Uh, no, we are doing a different format. Not doing the commentary. No, we're not doing any commentary. Too bloody anymore. long, and none of you all are watching the whole damn thing. Yeah. <laughs> so we're, we're punishing you. We're just kind of doing like an hour-long review, gushing. Yeah, more of a podcast-style. More live. Review, kind of rant about uh, a different mm-hmm. movie each week. Um uh, just changing it up a bit. Uh, I think between commentaries were cool, but I think we're kind of th- done. Think, yeah, I mean, we had two and a half years of commentaries every single right. week, and you're able to look at the logistics. No. You know, like who's watching yeah. it all pe- and who's pe- not. I mean, and... people can sit there and watch a the movie, and then it kind of just you know they're not sticking around to the you know the, the half. Of at least the, on YouTube, you, know, you said like on iTunes we hit pretty. Oh no, good. iTunes is great. I mean, if, if and that's what I'm saying. The commentary style was. More for people who wanted to listen and uh, sit there. I mean, I would listen back to a lot of our podcasts, mm-hmm. our commentaries. But for YouTube, just not the right kind of style. Even this, we're going, well, we're going an hour, man. It ain't uh, twenty minutes. You even know? even the one guy on our Return of the Living Dead, <laughs> what he commented, what'd you say? He said, "What? I'm supposed to sit here and listen to you guys talk for an hour and a half?" <laughs> well, the whole idea is you cue it up with your DVD, right? Movie. A lot of people get it. That's I the mean, idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, uh, oh, I well. stole G. Uh, anyways, what else is cool about this movie? I talked about Delbert Gravy. I mean, there's the, you know what? Probably the greatest thing, the, the one thing I'm the most envious of of this movie. I wish I was a kid living in that hotel and could take my big wheel and just ride throw the that hell out. out of those hallways. Yeah, let's throw that out out there to some people. How much fun how, would that be for a kid? But again, how long could you actually do that? And stay entertained without friendship or friends or anybody else. Yeah, you know Tony what I mean? to talk to. Tony. Tony, yes, master. Well, yes. Tony was his middle name. We Anthony are going to get this over. But then when he goes to that corner and there's the, the Grady girls. Yeah. Come and play with us, Danny. Forever. Oh, and that's another thing Forever. in this movie. That face when... Forever. I mean, there's so many things in this movie that are so creepy. Danny's face every time something would start happening because he's shining when... Jack is doing mm. something evil or deeds and get that shake in his face and yeah. you know it, 
oh my god and the sounds the the the, the soundtrack and, and you know oh, the to, beginning oh my god the beginning of the film with so the helicopter shot dun, 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 dun. I mean oh those beats you know another thing I gotta mention the one you can almost write off a lot of the supernatural stuff as maybe it didn't happen maybe it was in somebody's head yeah okay then you get to a point where Wendy starts seeing things when, when things are right. coming to a head at yes. the end the room the, it's the skeletons hot- the bear the hotel starts showing blood. her so they say showing her stuff so I mean it's like you know yeah yeah I mean it's it's very but uh, the deep one... and you can interpret it in you can interpret it in different ways so I just say there's one part you know, that you can't explain except unless you use well uh, well there's one other way I guess shoe polish but no when she drag after oh. she whacks Jack in the head with the bat and drags him into the uh, dry goods uh, storage area yes. and locks the door locks the door and then walks away then Jack wakes up. He starts hearing Mr. Grady, Grady talking to her, him. Yes. And then you hear the door open. She is stronger than you. Yeah, who opened that door? Who opened it? I mean, you could say, I mean, did Danny open? The only person who could have opened that door was Danny. I don't believe Danny opened that door. But then again, I mean, and I, I, I agree with you. I mean, I even a spirit. That's like the one thing that even a spirit say, or a ghost. But pe- something happened there. People say that a ghost can manifest itself. With enough energy to mm-hmm. actually open that door. Well, so, that's what I'm saying. You know, that's what I'm saying. It's, you know, it's possible. Was the hotel really haunted? Yeah. Were there just bad things that happened there that manifested, you know, the, this perfect storm of or was this Jack a Nicholson's story? Character and, or was this be a story being told by the writer Jack Torrance? Uh, because there's the whole thing with Jack walking around. Mm-hmm. Who's the real caretaker? The 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 what is it? The ruby red jacket that he has on okay, yeah. uh, during certain scenes and he's got the brown one on I believe when he's doing the typing mm-hmm. and writing so is it a story in a story right, is the, it a the you typewriter know. changes colors right maybe so. the real writer has one color and I never really thought about it that way but that's the cool thing about a Kubrick movie exactly there's more than one way to yeah. interpret it and that's the whole point of art and I'm sorry but you know like you know Annabelle in art you know, this is well, art. It, okay. it, it, Erica, the Death Twitch said, uh, you guys are just going to have to stop looking at the numbers and stop giving an F and do what you do. Um, That's what we do. Seriously, screw analytics and F the numbers. Wasted the story. Uh, wasted the story of Eric Harrison. He, he. No, 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 no. Yeah, I, yeah wait, what's uh, Your commentaries were awesome, Ted and Dino. I love them. Mr. Michael Myers. Oh, maybe no, maybe no. we still do one once in no, a while. No, no, yeah, well, I think we will. No, Eric... Don't get me wrong. Yeah, I'm over that. I don't care about that. It's just I think it was getting um, too. It was getting a little monotonous with some yeah. of the longer movies for us. Yeah, and, and we sometimes I felt like we really had a stretch to fill in that time. Yeah, you know, I don't want to sit there and just watch a movie and tell you what's happening on the screen. And honestly, and, and, and honestly, with the move I've made, I'm a little bit farther away from Ted now. A little bit. Um, so I make the trek. He, he was does. around the corner before. Yeah. So, so, so to do a two-hour movie commentary, he'd be here late. After I worked 12 hours at the yeah. hospital. So, so that was really the only thing. <laughs> I, I don't think nothing was going to ever stop us from hanging out and do mm-hmm. these commentaries. Um, I, I mean, cool I did notice 
Yeah, but but like Eric said, I, I we've this. talked about this, and I, I do agree. I don't care. It, you know, people who do love what we do. It's more like a conversation. We're just talking about yeah, like how I like, much we dig it. I like doing and this. Other people are jumping in. Yeah, but if we, if we get a movie every now and then, I think we may do so, especially for Halloween here. Maybe we'll do a commentary. What yeah. the hell? See, you now you I mean? got me thinking about this. See, I never really thought about it that way. Like Jack yeah. Nicholson's two separate people. Well, I did a lot but of research. I did a lot of research on it. Two color, you know, the past couple days. Yeah. You never really thought about it that way. See, that's interesting. Cool. Yeah, you talk yes. to other people, you get some other Hales ideas. Hails to the bales to and, the yells. You know, and it could be all of these things. And that's what's cool about it. Let's see. Uh, Raiders comes up again. I'm not sure what he said. Real answer, Ted. Alfred Hitchcock. Alfred Hitchcock is a good director. Yes, he is. But he was not as consistent as Stanley Kubrick. Hitchcock's no. got bad movies. Kubrick doesn't. I'm trying to um, think of... Uh, the bad ones because I like most of them. Right, Hitchcock but you know movies. he's got bad movies. But I mean, even the early stuff, mm-hmm. the black and whites, and, and all the way up to the I, I'm hard pressed. But no, but Stanley Kubrick's are just monumental in in my mind and in Ted's. We we love if you use the what phrase he's done. Kubrick and Hack in the same sentence. It's not really that. Uh, I, I can't yeah. take anything you say seriously. Yeah, okay. You might have went yeah. and did a Google search on great directors and came up with, oh, yeah. It's Savage right. Rock and Roll. <laughs> hey, Dino Ted, what is up? Ronnie, what is up, brother? We are here, man. Tubes, says Eric Death Twitch. Hey, Eric, are you drinking tonight? Um, if anybody's listening on iTunes again, uh, I, we go live every Monday on YouTube. And live! I, I look at the chat time to time here and... Um, See what everybody's posting, and yes, the death twitch says tubes, and I'm not quite sure what he's saying. He may be drinking a little bit of something tonight. Maybe he's got an uh, infection in his guts and his in his tubes. <laughs> <laughs> so what what are you drinking tonight, Eric? Uh, the death twitch, if you are drinking, doesn't he only drink absinthe? Hitch was great, not as anal as a director as Kubrick, but I still love the. Love me some Hitchcock. Yes, says Eric the Death Twitch. That's right. You should do the Burbs next summer. Mr. Michael we Myers, 99, burbs. we did do the Burbs. It was like one of our first ones. you got to go way Oh, yeah. Back. Maybe we'll have to redo it because, yeah, you, you and, can and go that back. was a commentary and a fun one. Oh, it it's was a fun one. Oh, I think it's way back. It's before we had the toys and the video was close up and yeah. it looks weird. We look weird. But keep but, scrolling down. It's there. I swear to God. But the Burbs is there and, um, yeah, there was, I think... Towards the end of that show, mm-hmm. I think I broke out into laughter like so many times. Well, yeah, because we're watching to, the movie while we're doing but, it. But we, something we were saying, like, to see, I a lot of those remember. commentaries, I would I would do some weird stuff, man, in the middle of the shows. <laughs> I'd throw Ted off. He would throw me. I think... You do I, that a lot. Yeah, there were a couple where we, I was just sick, too, and my throat, throat was hurting ah. me, and it's like... You know, it was just so, and I started laughing, and I'm like, going, "Oh, I'm going to be hurting so bad later tonight." You know, it's just like it, it was just so good, man. Tube, the YouTubers, Dar. Oh, okay, yeah, that's right. Uh, uh, Eric, the Death Twitch. No, no, hey, uh, yeah, this YouTube's YouTube's great. I love that we can stream this. Hey, Eric, did you did a few you, weeks ago? YouTube sucked. Well, well, I say it's going I remember this this way. No, no, no. You're correct. No, I'm not going to take that back, but I'm trying to forget about it, okay? Because this goes... They did apologize. This goes... They did apologize. But this goes on YouTube and this goes on iTunes. We got a lot of people listening. iTunes rules. um, (laughs) 
Uh, what was I going to say here? What else is great about uh, this everyone movie? should have got a bottle of red rum for this. Ah, red, red rum, murder spelled backwards. Over. Yep. Over. But um, how did that kid's voice not wake his mom up sooner? He's sitting there yelling red rum for about half an hour. Who could, who could replace that kid, man? That kid was awesome in that movie. They, they went through a lot of kids, man. Was, Damn. A lot of kids. Yeah. You know, so, he, didn't, he didn't work with kids too much, but there you go. Awesome. So, yeah. 2001 had a kid. That was his daughter, though. Yeah. <clears throat> I'm not sure what we're going to do next next week. Oh, well, I'm not done talking about The Shining yet. <laughs> Someone <laughs> asked us to talk about the epilogue that was cut. Yes. From but, Prince. There you go. Um Bingo, Mr. When, when it Over. Was in, when it was in theaters. Yes. There was a scene at the end. Yes. You know the scene where you see Jack frozen. Yes. Okay. Then there was another scene in a hospital. Right. Uh, which I've never, I don't know if any of us have ever seen the footage. It, yeah. it was just snipped uh, of Shelley Duvall and Danny in the, in the in the hospital. And that, uh, what was his name, Mr. Ullman. Yes. The, the guy who hired Jack at the beginning is there. And they mentioned That's that. That's his name, um, yeah, Mr. Ullman. You know, they can't find Jack's body. Which doesn't make any sense because if he was frozen solid in a in, a, in the hedge maze, they're gonna find him, <laughs> yeah. all right? But um, he was running through the head maze. Yeah, and after after seeing Tony. that, I think he thought he was. I think maybe Stanley thought that that was just you know beating the point too much. You know, better to leave it more ambiguous. So he gave instructions to all the theaters to cut frame you know whatever from here to frame whatever from here mm. and put it together, put it back together. Um, that was snipped. Yeah, but he's done that lots of times. He, he did yeah. that with. He cut several minutes out of, uh, you know, uh, two thousand one. Mm-hmm. You know, because sometimes you got to play it in front of an audience a few times, and then you see how it works. Yeah, you know, it's different when you're the person who made it and you're watching it. But it's also interesting to note that the uh, UK and European versions, mm-hmm. like if you go buy the Blu-ray in, in England, right, it's about like twenty minutes shorter. Damn. He cut out pretty much everything that had to do with the outside of the ho- of the hotel. No, like the the hedge maze oh, stuff. That's terrible. Uh, Scatman Crothers talking to the guy that's renting him the snow can. No, I mean, lots of scenes like that. See, because no. we're so used to watching it that way. Yeah, well, it would be hard to go and watch it now. It's you know not even two hour movie now. Yeah, it's um, yikesy. Yeah, it, you know he just made it for for Europe. He just made it a little bit tighter. And that's how they've gotten used to it over there. Yeah. So it was kind of exciting when you know we, you know, when they were able to get the Blu-ray of it over there, and, and you know, if you wanted to see that version, you could check see it, it out. If you and see the to. different. Yeah. Um, um, it's just stuff. Would cut. Be There's nothing extra in. Right. Right. It's just some stuff. Cut. And it's yeah. mostly it just you can't cut stuff. Out it contains. It's Come just on. the. Uh, so man. It keeps the movie more contained inside the hotel. Cool. Raiders says to me, Dino thought about you while at Horror Fest this weekend. Lots of paranormal stuff there. Yeah. Uh, Mr. Michael Myers 99 said, this movie makes you claustrophobic. I agree. Yes, it does. Um, and if anybody is interested in this kind of... Claustrophobic? Anybody interested in this, uh, the paranormal stuff, you guys can check out my other show that I do, which is different than this, but paranormal. Mm-hmm. Uh, paranormal Into the Night. Paranormal Into the Night. Uh, Eric, I was going to ask you if you're Death Twitch, if you're still there, um, if you listened to the show last night that I did, uh, I was very interested. I am an alien. Okay, I knew it you was, were an illegal citizen. It was a very interesting. <laughs> was it just a bunch show. of Mexicans calling in? <laughs> they say hello, me alien. No, <laughs> you get me cupacha, ne? Ne? See, 
you know, and you I know that flying saucer. No, y'all. <laughs> Go ahead. I was just gonna say, I know that I gush about Stanley Kubrick, and when it comes to certain things, I'm very snobbish. I am very snobbish about Stanley Kubrick. No, I hear you. Don't touch Kubrick. You know, uh, Eric, did that Twitch says real quick. Sorry, Ted. Uh, go ahead. Interrupt me. It's just he, my show. Well, he's, you know, saying a good thing for us. He's, he's, good. Right. he's like, see, this is interesting because this is classic Little Monster style. But I also enjoy the commentaries, even if I don't always make it through the whole thing. Uh, give us both styles and F the numbers. Uh, amen, Eric. I hear you. That's what we'll probably do, but I hear you. That's awesome. Uh, I, you're, you're awesome. Oh, oh, no, Dino is an alien run. Lots of I knew it. Uh, in the cutscene. Okay, we're all over the place. But yeah, uh, Tales from... Wait, let's see. Uh, Ramon Bao in the chat says, are you, are you guys thinking of ever maybe doing a commentary or thoughts on Tales from the Crypt? Original 72. Well, we would only do the original, most likely. That's a uh, anthology film. We never right. really did anthology films. It's got Peter Cushing in it, I believe. And yeah. I know I've seen it. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm pretty Possible. Sure. I mean, we could... Pro- there were a lot of anthology... We never did any of the anthology films. You know, like Creepshow or you think Two we, Evil Eyes. We might be or... able to fit a, a, a commentary in here before um, Halloween, maybe? Some of them were, some we'll of them were really yeah. good. Some of the anthology yeah. movies, like from... Uh, AIP Pictures and Amicus Pictures. I think that's where those come from. Um, Amicus. Are, are, yeah. Peter Cushing did a lot of films for, the, for them as well. Uh, some of them are pretty darn good. You know, they're, you know, they, Roger Corman did the Tales of Terror with Vincent Price and Peter Lorre, and those are all great. Yeah. And, you know, there's the... Oh, yeah, man. There's Peter Lorre. Tales. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah, because... Peter Lorre here. There, there's the great one where Vincent Price oh. and him, they're... they're he's, what you doing? Vincent Price is a hoity-toity wine taster. Yeah. And, you know, he he's, takes the tiniest little sip and what spits it What was the one we did? And then Peter Lorre, he'd come in, he's a drunk, <laughs> and he, he'll take a sip of the same thing, take a drink a big glass, and he knows exactly what it is. What was the one we did with Vincent Price? Um, comedy of Terror. Comedy of Terror. One of my all-time favorites. Yes, go, go back and look at that. That's uh, We did a commentary on that, right. and uh, Peter Lorre was awesome. It was very comedic. They don't and know who Peter Lorre is. I'm sure they, a lot of them know who Peter well, Maybe Lorre that guy is. who likes Hitchcock oh, movies knows who Peter, Peter Lorre is. Yes. But. But anyways, uh, we're coming up. We're on an hour we're here. So. Is that the hour? Yeah. Is there anything else I wanted to say? Yeah. What, anything else about Stanley Kubrick you want to get out here? No. Just yeah. that uh, I think starting with 2001, I think he became a different type of director. Um, mm-hmm. Not just a director. Not just someone who churned out movies. Um, Thanks, everybody in chat. I, yes. I, I, I love it and appreciate you guys. An artist. Sticking here the whole hour and um, having fun with us. Man. Someone who tried to, uh, you know... I shouldn't say try. He succeeded in creating yes. multiple layers in, in a film. Layers. Subliminal messages. Things like that. Yes. Where upon repeat viewings, you get things that you right. didn't get before. And sometimes they're just Are there feelings. any other directors out there right now that actually do that? I, I, I mean, I'm trying to think. David Lynch is probably the only one that's kind of artistic uh, like that. But, you know, he's... Even he don't dive so much no. into the yeah. occult... I mean, people who pay David Lynch to make David Lynch movies know what they're paying for. Right. You got to also think that you know, Kubrick's done. I mean, look at the genres that he's worked in. He's done, you know, noir films. He's done black comedies. He's done historical epics, science fiction. I mean, the science fiction film, horror films, war films, you know, dramas, whatever you want to call Lolita. 
Oh. <laughs> you know, I mean, that's an awesome movie. Oh, absolutely. Hey, oh, my God. Dealing with a uh, particular yes. issue. Yes, yes. But um, his work is very, it's varied. It's very, um, very. You know what I mean? It's just, you know, he, he didn't do the same kind of movie twice, usually. Yeah. And especially starting with 2001. It, mm-hmm. You know, he, it's just a different kind of artist, and you got to take into consideration that, you know, there's also a He had a script out there, there 2020. But it never got made. Oh, what are you going to do? But, uh, you know, his last there, one probably we're talking before the show. There's probably a, a director been, out there scratching all his inner workings off. He probably would have done AI next if he hadn't been offed. Um, everything that Spielberg did to it was not Kubrick. I don't care what any of the literature out there says. Because people who knew Kubrick said that he... Basically, if, if you follow the lines of what Eyes Wide Shut is about... Yeah. AI would have been the last nail in the coffin, I think, dealing with the, you know, the uh, Pizzagate Hollywood pedophile ring, which is a real thing, Mm. which is an absolute real thing. That'll get us flagged here, probably. But um, just keep in mind, you know what AI is about, and who would really want an 11-year-old boy that never got older? Just think about that. I I hear you, brother. And that's what he was going to address in the film. In his own particular way. Darren Atanovsky is trying... Bit Mother was a bomb. What the hell is all that? I'm trying to... Hmm? I'm just reading a thing. Sorry, I didn't get that. But uh, Eric also said that uh, both Body Snatchers he just watched recently, the new one and the... Well, the newer one. Well, there's the original, there's the 70s, there's Body Snatchers from the 90s, and there's The Invasion with Nicole Kidman and Daniel Craig. Oh yeah, that's right. So there's mm-hmm. yeah, there's, there's technically it's kind of like every generation gets their own body snatchers. Version. That's right. And oh. I'll tell you what. How did I? I know the that? invasion isn't considered very popular, but I just love the story. Mm-hmm. And there's something to like about all of them. I think. Oh yeah, yeah. He said they were good. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think he was gushing over them. Like I, I love the '70s version with Donald. Pla- yeah, and I like Sutherland the '90s one. And um, even Leonard Nimoy was in there, I think. Yes, he was. Jeff Goldblum. Jeff was Goldblum, it? Leonard yeah. Nimoy, Donald so, so, Sutherland. Some of my favorites were in uh, there. So that, Chick from you know, Alien. The Chick from Alien. The chick from Alien. Ooh, <laughs> I like this. Stand by it. Give us both formats, please. Uh, we'll do, Eric. Uh, thanks, man. I really appreciate it. Also, the faculty. I never saw the faculty. Did you? I think you and I went to go see it together. No, did we? It was where the kids were like what snorting stuff with the pens, and and that is also another like version of Invasion of the Body Centers. I forgot. If all we about went that, to so go, thank you. If we went to attempt, I'm pretty to go sure see we that went movie. to go see that together. Robert Rodriguez did that movie. It, did we walk out of the film? No, it's like I Josh Hartnett was like sneaking drugs. The kids like in ballpoint pens, and they were snorting it and stuff like that. What we've seen it. I'm telling you, we holy went to go cripe! See it. You know what? I'm missing some. Some time here in my head somewhere along the yeah, line. We, we, I don't get what. Uh, oh my God! This is. But anyways, you know, we have here's The Shining, rightfully one of yes. the greatest horror films. To of round all time. this all out, to do Bill's The Shining, a sense of dread. Yes, it's not a jumpy boom, movie. Boom. It's not. Some people might even come out on here and say, "I didn't think it was scary at all." But you're yeah. not. You know, I think yeah. you're missing the point of of the terror and the dread that it builds up to the crescendo at the end. And there's a reason why it's not going to be replaced on any list of the best horror films. There's a reason why newer films aren't going to take those top spots away. Right. And that's because you have films like Exorcist, you have films like The Shining, or John Carpenter's The Thing, and 
you know, even some of the old classics, Island of Lost Souls and stuff like that, where studios Man. didn't interfere with the artist mm -hmm. and let them do what they're supposed to do. Except for the artist uh, formerly known as Prince. Yeah, you know, they did that. But seriously, you know, no one interfered with freaking doing The, the Exorcist and try to put that movie out today. The exact same movie. Won't happen. You know, Shining, you don't think so? The exact same movie? Well, not the exact same. That's but, a, the exact same uh, movie. Put it out okay. today as a brand new movie. Won't okay. happen. Okay. Won't happen. Not with a girl that young. Um, uh, well, I agree with that part. Not with yeah, a girl that young. And they yeah. would PG-13 the hell out of it. <laughs> and um, so anyway, you know, when, when yeah. studios step out and let artists do what they're supposed to do, right. people like John Carpenter, yeah. Stanley Kubrick, okay? Ah, um, pardon me. Then you get these great works. You know that aren't you know? Oh, you got to put a jump scare. You got to make it. Anyone for an almond joy? So there you go. That's what I have to say. There you go. That's so. why. Or, or Night of the Living Dead, which had no studio interference at all because it was made on the go. You <laughs> of know, course. It was Gonzo filming. Oh yeah. But there's a reason why those are going to stand the test of time, and you know, there's such a plethora of them now that just going to get forgotten. <laughs> Even good ones. Raiders uh, comments also. Uh, well, he says he digs, but he likes our shows. He he, he digs them. He, Damn he, right, it's the best he, show out there. He's like also Ted needs to pick a side. Superman, not Darth Vader. Light or dark side, Ted? Come on. I like a moment. Superman <laughs> is the greatest superhero of all time. I have a few Batman shirts. I, I wear them, but Superman oh, is too much. Is the great man. And, and Darth Vader, man, he, he brought balance to the fucking force. Oh yeah, man. I mean, come on. Oh, because man. Star Wars stopped after Episode Six, and, and, I don't know what happens after that. Yeah. No, I know what happens, but it stopped after Episode Six. So there you go, guy. If you guys dig Stanley Kubrick and stuff, go back and watch. And I like how you say Kubrick and I say Kubrick. Kubrick. Kubrick and see, it's just you know, there's another interpretation that, that was passed down from generation to generation. That's so right. Keep them thinking, man. But uh, go back and watch our uh, Clockwork Orange commentary because oh, we got a lot of Stanley go. Stanley Kubrick stuff and talking. I probably there repeated too. all the same shit that I did. No, no, we touched on a lot of different topics right. here. But uh, anyways, yeah, I am going to. It's got to go. Later, fools. See you later, Eric. The Death mm -hmm. Witch. Peace Night. out. Um, Dave Pluffet. Hi, Dino. Hi, Ted. Dave Pluffet. Dave Pluffet. Oh, uh, he's here every uh, most of the time. But hey, we are gone, man. With the, the end of the show here. Uh, we are over a, an hour here, so uh, uh, we don't not sure. Keep up with the page, the late late horror show. Even the Dino and Ted show is, is still got its own page, but uh, no shows. why the hell not? <laughs> um, but uh, keep up with it. Horror Town on Facebook. Horror H O R R O R Town. Horror Town and Horror Town. Yeah, I'm getting a completely different page. So uh, yeah, there you go, man. You guys all like it. take care, and that's going to be the show for this week. So. Peace, love, and, and horror it up, man. Love, peace, horror. and chicken grease. Yeah, peace.